0: Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: City are finally back in action as they look to break the curse under the big cock at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But will they have the balls to break the duck? It's Friday, January 26th. I'm Adam Booker. I'm Oli Kirsch. And this is the City Report Podcast. city are kings of europe now they have triple crown welcome back to the show ollie it's never an ollie and adam episode without a little of a uh, little bit of cock and balls references is it
2: <laughs> well i mean it's somehow wholly more appropriate than the previous Young Boys references that Amos was giving in the Champions League preview. So,
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll try and get through this with, uh, without going off into too many tangents like we normally do. But uh, we are going to look ahead to City's trip to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this evening, but uh, we'll get right into it, Ali. And, and first, I want to talk about Calvin Phillips because um, by the time this goes out, it may be official that he is now a West Ham player on loan city are picking up it seems like all of his wages for the remainder of the season um it just didn't work out did it
2: i am immeasurably sad i'm yeah. immeasurably sad for the listeners that have caught me on certain episodes talking about calvin phillips will know that Leeds whisper it quietly Is it is a bit of a second club for me um Got a long history
1: with the city. You You were at Ellen century. Road last night, weren't you? Or and I ago? was at
2: Ellen Road. Yeah, I was at Ellen Road last night. At mine uh, had a spare ticket. Went to see Leeds v Norwich. One one nil. I've got. I have got a you know, genuine soft spot for Leeds, and I go to Ellen Road on occasion. I enjoy it. Um, and I was over the moon when we signed Phillips because it was nice to see a Leeds lad coming over to City. It was kind of like the best of both worlds for me and. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just incredibly sad because I do think he is a top-quality player. I really do. Whether he just got off on the wrong foot with Pep, with the whole, you know, he came back a little bit overweight thing, or his confidence, or ultimately, the most realistic answer here, he's behind Rodri. Any player in the world that is behind Rodri is going to have a bad time. So... For for one of many reasons it could be, it just didn't work out. Maybe he just isn't as suited to the system that we thought. But I am incredibly sad because he is an amazing human being. Uh, you know, when we signed him and I think his family were talking to to the press at times and people would, you know, close to home in Leeds were talking about him back when England were at the Euros, at the World Cup. He's just a very, very wholesome fella. Kind of like Grealish in a sense, but with with less scandal on the side so yeah it's it's very sad but I think there is there there is a light-hearted aspect to it as well so uh, Archie Gray was on the pitch for Leeds last night I think he's 17 or 18 years old great little talent and (laughs) I turned I turned to my pal next to me I said I can't wait to yeah I I said he looks good don't he that Archie Gray they said yeah Leeds fans are really excited about him I said it looked really good on our bench in three years. <laughs> you know, there is there is a bit of a light hearted aspect to it, and I think I think I don't think Leeds fans are particularly bitter about what's happened either. I don't think it's a case of oh, City have signed him and ruined his career. We signed him in good faith that he would be a valuable player to us, and it, it's just not worked out. So, you know, I think I said it on a pod a couple of weeks ago. I wish him wholeheartedly, wish him the very best of luck, and I hope he absolutely smashes it at West Ham.
1: Yeah, I mean, I absolutely feel the same way. And I'll hit back a little bit on your comment about him being stuck behind Rodri because I think it's a bit of a perfect storm with Phillips in the sense that he comes into the team last season um, and doesn't really get any playing time at the start. He gets the shoulder surgery, which doesn't help. And of course, he re-injures that shoulder in a meaningless friendly against Barcelona that City didn't need to play in the first place comes back from the shoulder surgery, obviously gets into the England squad. And as you said, comes back, quote unquote, overweight. Um, He has since done some interviews um, saying that he felt there was nothing wrong with his fitness at the time, but, you know, he was up to Pep Guardiola. Um, But I think it was just the perfect storm. And the fact that in that year, that first season in which he's got to take, you know, he's got to take the time to bet in and he'll be given that time to bet in, he didn't play. It's as simple as that, and once that year kind of goes by, and players like Rico Lewis break into the team, and 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 things like that, you're just you're kind of shit out of luck. Um, You know, I thought maybe this summer the tide might turn a little bit, and there was um, there was an interview Kyle Walker did after the Chelsea game last season at home. So City had already won the Premier League at that point, and it was just kind of a a friendly against Chelsea. Um, It it was a Premier League match, but the title was wrapped Mm. up. And Kyle Walker did an interview on US TV and Calvin Phillips was with him. And, and, um, he basically, he kind of like took the mic and went on this monologue about how, you know, Calvin Phillips is, is a part of this team and he deserves this trophy and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we can't wait to see him break into the team in the future and all that. And it kind of felt like given the summer, he would have the time off. He would get back into the team, train a bit more that it would happen. And, um, yeah, it's sad it just didn't happen. And look, I I hope he goes to West Ham and and absolutely smashes it. And I I think he will. I think that's probably a team he's more suited to. Anyhow, um, they probably play a bit like England, and that's where we've seen the best version of Calvin Phillips in the last three or four years. So, yeah, uh, I I wish I wish all the best for him, and um, we'll see what the future holds. But uh, we will start to look ahead to tonight's clash with Tottenham, and um, it goes without saying, no wins. No goals. Uh, Is change coming, Oliver Kirsch? Cursed.
2: It's such a cursed fixture. Um, I also think we touched on this a couple of weeks ago when the draw was made. Um, And what did I say? I said, in my head, before the season has already started, the maximum amount of achievable points for City in any given season is 111. (laughs) Because we count for a a loss away at Spurs. Um, It's such a cursed fixture. And I, I do genuinely think at this point, it's partly psychological. I think the players are very aware of it. You know, we've got a lot, we've got a strong core group at City that have been at the club for a while. So a lot of these lads that are stepping out on the pitch tonight are lads that have stepped out on the Spurs pitch every season for the last three, four, five years. And... Suffered a bad result, not played well. Um, so it's going to be psychological. The nervousness will probably be tangible within the fan base as well. sure the away support will be unbelievable as it always is, but there'll be a bit of an edge to it. And I think the opposite is true for Spurs. You know, the Spurs players have hosted City a number of times and got good results where other clubs can't. And that that'll give them a bit of a boost. So we are almost fighting against it from the off and listen we're a far superior team to Spurs we know that we, we we don't need to claim that as City fans that's that's just a fact of football right now we are generally a far superior team to Tottenham but the, but as always with football there's a psychological aspect and there's always a bit
1: of a bit of hoodoo so yeah is there are we going to go into another hoodoo tangent right now do you remember oh, what a hoodoo uh, is? Yeah, who <laughs> Yeah, it was me and you on that one
2: talking about you. Yeah, it was just after the draw. Yeah, yeah we've all, um, we've already
1: made enough cock and balls references, I think, on this one, so we'll we'll skip the hoodoo do talk. Um,
2: but yeah, you don't of, to give, you don't you don't want me to show that I actually listened to you and I picked up my lang my, uh, my my All right, education. refresh
1: the memory. What's a hoodoo?
2: Okay, without googling, going just off the episode a couple of weeks ago. Adam Booker informed us that a hoodoo is a geological rock formation commonly found in Utah, I'm going to say. And the rock formation is distinctly phallic in shape, speaking of
1: cock and balls. Yes, and they are, dare I say, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, There you go. Despite how much shit you do talk, Booker, I do listen to you and take it uh, every now and then. That's fantastic. I appreciate it. Uh, (laughs) And... And the the hoodoos get eroded so quickly that you could go back every year and never see the same hoodoo. There's your fun fact. Uh, Right. Anyways, moving on. I totally lost my train of thought. Where was I? Hang on. Oh, yeah. Spurs away. The hoodoo might be eroded. Yes. (laughs) Um, Speaking of the psychological impact of of playing there, I want to kind of figure out where City are uh, in their mentality at the moment because... You know, there was that little bit of a, of a stutter in late November and December with, I think it was um, City drop points in five out of seven games, one of which was to Tottenham. Um, but obviously, they're coming off the back of kind of a scintillating win at Newcastle, a, a type of win we haven't seen in a while, um, you know, a late Oscar Bob winner and um, the return of Kevin De Bruyne, hopefully soon the return of Erling Holland. Um is it good for City's psyche to be going to this to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium after that Newcastle win, given the mood they might be in after the big win and and a week away in Abu Dhabi? Um, or is it actually the worst possible time because it's potentially something that can kind of break the form that they're in?
2: Yeah, I, I'm in the latter camp. Um, I I am of the school of thought. Everyone's different on this. I am of the school of thought that it's better to go into an international break on a loss. Than a win, in a sense, I was in for the for the net. Is it a net positive or a net negative? I think international breaks benefit teams that have struggled prior, rather than been putting together a run of form prior.
1: So I will say it wasn't an international break. They were the team was together. Yeah, sorry, of course.
2: Yeah, yeah, sorry, not an international break, but a, but a break they, from. But they haven't played right
1: in thirteen days, I believe it is. So
2: yeah, the the momentum is broken up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I'm of the school of thought that. You'd rather be playing that every three days, seven days. Uh, I think Pep said something to that effect in the past, perhaps. Um, maybe when we didn't rest as many players as we thought in the run-in to the Champions League and FA Cup, a couple of key players were still playing and it, it was just on the on the topic of momentum. Um, I don't know. But again, it's an FA Cup game, not a Premier League game. Does that change things? Not sure. Either way, I, I don't think the break is is wholly beneficial. I would rather be going into this fixture having won three days ago or seven days ago than 13 days ago.
1: Yeah, I think the only way that it benefits you is potentially getting injured players back. We saw John Stones return to training, which is a huge boost. I can't imagine he starts this game or probably even comes off the bench um, mm-hmm. given the kind of magnitude of the occasion and, and he'll probably kind of be drip-fed back into the team no Erling Haaland yet, is it enough time for Kevin De Bruyne to potentially start a game? Or should he kind of, you know, keep with this super sub role for, for the time being?
2: Uh, I'd imagine KDB's ready. Because I, th- I think he, he had longer out than was necessary anyway to be extra cautious of a recurrence. Haaland's bothering me, though. He's been out a while now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this seems to have kind of flown under the radar because the initial prognosis was... One or two games, one or two games came to pass, yeah. and City you know, managed it really well. The, the PR aspect, yeah, but not my stress levels about it. No, no, I, yeah, I'm a bit stressed as well. I mean, we know that he came from Dortmund with a history of muscular injuries. Um, I think we kind of all played that off as the Dortmund tax because, um, Many players go there and they end up with a long history of muscular injuries and knee injuries. And weirdly, I think it's, dare I say, benefited City in some way because I think they've had to play a bit more fluid football. We've had to, we've kind of seen the city that we saw in what, 2019 to 2020, 2021. But then again, you, you want a 50 goal a season striker in the team, don't
2: you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice having that fluidity up front and Alvarez dropping back and plays Foden dropping forward. Get out of here, man. It, and nothing hits the same like Haaland tapping in five goals in a single fixture. Nothing. I want the guy back, desperately. Um, and I do think there have been fixtures where we would have really benefited from him. Um, despite, again, maybe he does have a, a net negative impact on the way we play in the final third. But ultimately... There have been fixtures where we've just not put chances away that he eats for breakfast, lunch and dinner. His presence in the team is enormous as well. Um, I fucking miss the big man, bro, really. And yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit concerned about how long he's been out. But uh. I don't know what did they say a stress fracture and they wanted to leave it a little longer to heal or something. I don't think it does indicate that it's injury prone because the Dortmund tax is real. By the way, this wasn't yeah. like a Haaland thing. So many players go there in in the last few years and have really struggled. Um, and it's the first major layoff he's had since he's joined City. Um, and ultimately, with a frame that big, with the power he exerts, with the sprints, etc., it's always going to happen at some point. He, the guy, will have injuries. Um, well, it's just kind of getting a bit bit annoying now. It's It's been, what, six, eight weeks?
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he last played in early December, so we're going on two months now. Um, yeah, it's a bit concerning, but I think, like Kevin De Bruyne, if they're being a little bit extra cautious to bring him back to fully 100%, not rush him back, especially going into February. I mean, we know what February and March can be like. You can You can be playing every three days for months on end. Um, especially if City hit the heights that they want to be hitting. All right, that'll do for part one. In a moment, we'll be back for part two to put together a little lineup for tonight's game. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really
0: is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com.
1: Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you are new here, please hit follow, hit subscribe, leave a rating, and leave a review. Unless it is a shit one, that is the best way for us (laughs) to get this show out to more blues like you. All right, Ali, we will uh, try and piece together a lineup here. I think these lineup discussions are a little bit funny this year, given that City, at any given time, only have about 14 senior players to choose from anyways. Um, Ortega... Do any
2: net- on Ed- we don't have any ET on Edison, do we? I, I, would,
1: I would imagine that he will be on the bench.
2: Mm. He had a nasty hole in his leg, didn't
1: he? Hey, he only needs his hands, right? No, not Eddie. <laughs> I mean, goalkeepers are basically just pylons, right? They just stand there and hope things hit them.
2: Well, city ones anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Ortega net, I think, is a given.
2: Yeah, that's that's probably nailed on. Um, Noah Walker's Kanji, and,
1: yeah, Noah Kanji Walker's and no stones interested. means your back four kind of picks itself, right? Walker, Diaz and Ake, Diaz with a fresh trim. Look out, yeah. Premier League, um, and Guardiola. Yeah, right. Back four. Uh, given that Calvin Phillips is now gone, Rodri is literally the only option in that holding midfield role. Kovačić to come in, maybe deal with the Spurs counterattacks a bit. Or are we going to see something a bit more progressive, like Nunes and and Foden?
2: Well, we've got to talk on paper, haven't we? So everything changes on the pitch. On paper, given again, given the lack of Haaland, we're probably going to go with that four two three one shape. Ish. Um, somebody alongside Rodri and somebody behind Alvarez and ahead of the two lads in midfield. So, yeah, maybe Kovacic. I don't, maybe Rico. I, I don't know. I think Kovacic is more likely to be trusted in a fixture like this. But again, with it being the FA Cup, Rico might get the nod. Hard to pick between those two. Um, Bernardo will play, Foden will play. Alvarez will play. I think the question is going to be Doku, Grealish, or Bob. That, that, I think, is the major question mark for me.
1: I think knowing Pep, a stoppage time winner in a Premier League game is not enough to just be thrust into the starting 11. I don't think he's necessarily going to see Bob now as a... um bona fide starter because of the impacts he's made off the bench i would imagine he'll get the same treatment phil foden got he'll get the same treatment that up until he left cole palmer got which is the little cameos Mm. to make an impact um which is fine he's still a teenager right maybe he just turned 20 but he's still young um i think that's totally fine yeah i think probably if foden plays centrally Maybe Doku on the left, Bernardo on the right, Grealish on the left, Doku on the right, potentially. Yeah, I think
2: it's, I think it's going to be Grealish. I think Spurs will look to have the kind same kind of impacts on the pitch that Newcastle had to try and catch us out coming forward and, and, and hit us on the break. And if that's going to be the way that they're going to play, as we saw against Newcastle, we are going to be a lot more secure with Grealish recycling possession rather than Doku going for these 50 50 take on his man. So, yeah, I'll go back to front. I'll go Ortega, Walker, Diaz, Ake, Guardiol, which I think is unchanged from Newcastle, other than Ortega. Um, Rodri and Kovacic, maybe Rico, given that it's a cup game. Bernardo, Foden, uh, Grealish and Alvarez. So it's pretty much unchanged. I think it's two changes. Grealish in for Doku and possibly... Rico in for Kovacic that's that's my bet all
1: right Ali you ready for a little trivia I know I know how much you love city trivia
2: it's just so with you being where you are in Portland we're always recording like late on in the evening when my brain's already switching off oh is there a
1: time when your brain is switched on okay (laughs) okay let's see what you got then all right, Mrs. K, here we go. This is going to be uh, this is going to be very easy, I think. <laughs> I have a category, and I have a list of items in that category. I'm going to tell you the name of the category, and we're going to see how many items in that category you can name. The category is as followed. Teams City have played in the FA Cup on their way to winning the competition in the Pep Guardiola era. So that's only two seasons. It's only the domestic treble season and last year. So only two times has Pep won the FA Cup. What teams did City play in those tournaments? <sighs> All right, let's see how many you can get. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That doesn't make sense. I'm missing one. There is twelve answers.
2: Uh, I don't think I'm going to get more than three.
1: So we're including the finals because that's a team that City beat on the way. So. I, can't remember, I
2: can't remember all the fucking finals, bro. Obviously, there's United. I well, can't there's only one more.
1: There, there's only two seasons. So you've got – United, Villa. United. United, Villa. Let me check my trusty board here. We'll play Villa. Um, so for, for United, for Villa – <laughs> I, I think thought? you're you're th- you're thinking of the League Cup final in 20. May have been the domestic trouble season, actually. No, because we played in that black kit, so it was the 2020 21 season. So you still have 11 answers on the board. All right, let's see how let's see how well we can do here. I will give you a hint. There's two big six teams that we that City played on the way to the final last season that's the only hint you're going to get
2: right, we've got United I know we uh, Burnley because that was our first meeting back with company we had a couple of rancid ties as well
1: yeah I I would say that after you hit the big six teams it's basically just a list that I would give to any of my friends if they were visiting England for the first time I'd say (laughs) don't go to these places
2: (laughs) Um, I've got to be careful now because I don't know where the listeners are coming from (laughs) (laughs) Um, Arsenal the problem is in my head I'm struggling to separate between League Cup and FA Cup because I think last season we had
1: grim draws in both Um, so you're still missing the final from the domestic treble season
2: the final, which from City won six season. nil, I believe. That was what was in my head as Villa. Mm-mm. So we beat Villa six nil in the League Cup, was it?
1: Here's here's your clue. All right, for the team that City played in that final, City had a rocket up their asses. <laughs> what the
2: fuck? <laughs> uh, f- <laughs>
1: A real rocket, man. I feel like that's made it even harder. <laughs> no, that made it easier once you know the answer. <laughs> the listeners, I know the listeners are going to be punching their car stereos right now. Probably. Domestic treble final. Here's another Here's another clue about that team. Careful not to get stung. Brentford. <laughs> well, to be fair, that does make sense. <laughs> yeah. But... There's another there is another team that has a mascot of a bee. <laughs> this is the worst podcast oh, I've ever potentially ever. Yeah,
2: we've absolutely murdered them. What 6-0? Yeah, it was 6-0, yeah. I remember, do you know what? All, that was the one where all the journalists were freaking out. Was it? Wasn't there a, a Liverpool? It was the, writer it was the death
1: was, of football. It was the death of football.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a Liverpool writer that was saying that morally, City should have taken their foot off the gas or something.
1: Yeah. Well, wow, there was also. About, a, it might have been the next season. We also beat them eight 0 at home in the league. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yes. understand the clues now? Yes, but obviously, okay. when, as soon as you said, I "Don't get stung," like I, I was talking about Elton John. All right. That was a disgusting showing. There's still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'll I'll do I'll do you a favor. You said Burnley. We beat Burnley twice, so I'll take Burnley off there. Okay. So there's seven left. I'm trying to think
2: last season. anymore. Again, I can't remember if it was League Cup or FA Cup. Bristol. Sorry, with with the chance of offending Amos. Bristol City. Amos is a stickler for the
1: full name of football clubs. Let's see how many horrible clues I could give. All right. Last season's semi final. There was no fear of getting stung, but there was a fear of getting sliced.
2: (laughs) Sheffield United. Nice. Can you edit that so I just say Sheffield just for Amy? <laughs> All
1: right. Next clue for last season. Here's your clue Champions of Europe. You'll never sing that. West Ham. There's one, there should be one club that comes to mind that for every, as long as I can remember, have come no it's it's a club that ha- have been champions of europe oh, right, every villa. time they they came to the etihad it's all villa. they song that's this is a this is a really funny answer because it's just showing how many tin pot little clubs there are that <laughs> sing about things that they did in the past but there's one particular that stings a bit more for city wait i've still not got it i've still not got it no <laughs> it's not villa Leeds or sam <laughs> no it's not nottingham forest either <laughs> um
2: I don't know. Anymore who are the other Tim Pot clubs Isn't that it, sing Wacko? It's a big
1: it's a big six team.
2: Have I not have I not have I said Arsenal? Can't be
1: Arsenal. You said Arsenal.
2: Chelsea. When was that? Was that the That
1: was Western last season. season.
2: Was that last season? Yeah. Mad. Do you know what? I I'm really impressed with people that can pick out fixtures like this just from their head. I have to. If I go back, look at the game, I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Now I remember that. Like with um with the thumping of of Watford and all the media melodrama that came out the back of it. When I when I when I'm given the fixture, it puts me right back in it. But the people that can just pluck a season out of the head, and go, "Yeah, there was that game, that game, fair fucking play." Don't know how people do it.
1: All right, we're going into the t- to the domestic treble season now. I'll continue with my clues. All right.
2: Well, I mean, I'm never going to get these. Never
1: get Look these. out ahead, but if you get pooped on, it might be good luck. Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next clue. Come on, Wilfred, Bonnie, score some goals for Swansea. We will go
2: wow, wow, wow.
1: Next clue. Nope, they're not named after the cigarette company.
2: I want to give the listeners my train of thought here. Marlborough, Lambert & Butler, Camel. This may
1: just be an American brand, but I consider them a huge brand of cigarettes. Pall Mall. I mean, is that a club in England? No. <laughs> I think it's a Monopoly piece.
2: <laughs> um, big brand of cigs in America. Surely Marlboro Is Marlboro not the number one brand there?
1: Yeah, it is. Although real Americans uh, smoke American Spirit.
2: Well, there's no club called American Spirit either.
1: That's Chelsea.
2: Booker is not advocating for smoking, by the way. For anyone nope. right seen listen to this Just podcast. heavy
1: drinking. <laughs> uh, the final answer is Rotherham. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about Rotherham and can't give you a single clue other than it's written down on my notes in front of me. All right, this was a fucking disaster.
2: This was a total you disaster. You can't have me on trivia shows. You, you, you know what? You can have me on trivia shows if we're going like pre-2006. Then all my
1: nostalgia comes out. I, I couldn't... Well, me, that, me, that was uh, so. fun. Thanks, Oliver Kirsch. Thanks, Adam. Until next time. See you later.